Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. I am still sharing on our conscience. This is quite a uh, study in the Word of God. I didn't realize the Word of God had so much to say about our conscience. And I just shared with you um, a couple of weeks ago and yesterday about the conscience. And I want to continue uh, this week kind of exploring and, and, and the instruction and insight that we have through God's Word regarding the conscience. We know that our conscience is the inner judge of moral issues and, oh, how we need to get back and maintain the moral integrity and values um, back to God individually, corporately, and nationally. The Bible teaches us to have a good and pure conscience, not an evil or defiled or seared conscience. Our conscience is to be dead to sin and alive to God and alive to Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. I do believe in Proverbs twenty twenty seven when it tells us that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts, that our conscience should be alive to hear the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit. The candle of the Lord to me signifies light and fire, light for our path to direct and lead to give discernment between good and evil and the fire signifying the power of the Holy Spirit to cleanse, to burn away the dross and impurities and to set us ablaze for the will and the glory and the purposes of God. Every man, woman, girl and boy have a conscience. And last week or a couple of days ago, I shared the functions of the conscience. And, and I'll just, I'm, I'm sorry if you have heard this, but I want to repeat it, that the conscience is to be a witness. It's to be an accuser. It can be an upholder, a servant of good, a real source of joy. And um, we know that we are to be delivered also from a dead conscience to serve the living God. So as we continue our study on the conscience today, I want us to focus on what the word says regarding the limitations of the conscience. And um, the first limitation is, is that our conscience needs to be cleaned. Hebrews nine fourteen tells us how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge or purify your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. We, beloved, cannot earn our own cleansing of conscience by efforts of good works, but only by a moral renewal which purifies our conscience. Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God, is the one who can cleanse your conscience. He was the only person who was without blemish morally. Therefore, he has the power to do an effective work in you and me. And that work begins with knowing that we can stand before God with a pure and clean conscience. Our conscience is also limited in the fact that it is subject to others, whether we like it or not. As a child of God and in the family of God, we are our brother's keeper. So our conscience is subject to others. We are not to be a stumbling block to our brothers and sisters in the Lord. 
we have an example of not being a stumbling block in First Corinthians chapter 10 when Paul um, expounds upon eating meat offered to idols. And I shared some of this with you yesterday, but in beginning... In verse uh, 27, we read, in case one of the believers invites you to a a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is served to you without without examining it to its source uh, because of conscience sake. But if someone tells you that it has been offered in sacrifice to an idol, do not eat it out of consideration for the person who informed you and for conscience sake. I mean for the sake of his conscience, not yours. Do not eat it. For why should another man's scruples apply to me and my liberty of action be determined by his conscience? I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. Verse 31 says, So then what, what, whether you eat or drink or whatever you may do, do all for the honor and the glory of God. Our liberty in Christ is a wonderful thing, but if our liberty in eating and drinking would injure or involve the conscience of another and cause that person to stumble and would not bring glory to God, then we should abstain from what offends. We are to put love for the brethren above our knowledge and liberty. There are basically two great rules to guide in our Christian faith and our conscience. One is the glory of God and the other is having consideration and thinking about the welfare of our brother or sister. We should always ask ourselves when in doubt about something offending these two questions. Would this bring glory to God and will it and how will it affect our brother or sister? So much hurt could be avoided when we understand that one of the limitations of our conscience is that we indeed are subject to one another. We do have wonderful freedom and liberty, but it comes at a price. And that price is that we consider others in our freedom. May God help us today in considering what is before us and what we are to do in uh, moral issues of life. That will we ask two questions. Will it bring glory to God? And how will it affect my brother and sister? God bless you as you consider these things from the Lord and know that he will give you the faith to live by. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636.